Yesterday I did a bit of bike maintenance, uh, very necessary and long overdue bike maintenance. And it was successful and it was good, I'm glad I did it. So the, I, the problem was that I had two slow leaks in both my front tire and my back tire. I think my back tire actually, upon further investigation, had two slow leaks, so that was not good. And it's just, if you've watched last week's video or my previous video there with the, the Halloween story where I managed to get uh, blown up by the Miami Beach Fire Department, they were very kind and uh, inflated my tire in the middle of the night on Halloween, which was great. I'm glad they had this, this pump, the compressor thing in place. They're very exciting stuff. So um, that happened and it was a slow leak that got me home and it lasted a couple of days as well, but it was something that I needed to sort out. And I could see, I, I told you previously about the tire slime stuff and the tire slime kind of goes into the holes using the internal pressure of the tire and that makes it sometimes if the, if the hole is large enough you can see there's so much slime coming out that it's in fact going through the actual tire so i could see two small wet patches there about 20 degrees separated from one another and those were the slow leaks and the tire slime did hold it together for those for that long which was great but it's of course something that needs to be sorted out sharpishly before you know one of my tires deflates again just magically. So I also knew that I had an issue with my front tire because one of the other things about tire slime that I haven't mentioned before was the fact that when you inflate your tires with the slime in it, and this is very, very, very important, the valve needs to be at the top. So therefore the tire slime kind of leaks to the bottom and is in the, in the bottom kind of, you know, part of the wheel, whereas the top is free and you can pump air in it if you do it the other way around and the valve is at the bottom then the tire slime will clog up that portion of the wheel and of course if you then inflate the tire then the internal pressure will pump will squeeze tire slime out of the valve right into your pump and that's terrible it's not so bad for the pump but it will probably damage the little valve and this is exactly what happened in my case so yeah that's the that's the issue that i had and my my front tire from not knowing that when i did it the first time i was thinking oh my god that was a big mistake and then of course reading the description it uh, it tells you that on the bottle so it's one of those things that's crazy stuff so there we go the, the issue was that my front valve was clogged up i'm sure there was also a slow leak in there but the tire slam was taking care of that but if ever i had to top up the front tire it was really really tough for me to pump it up so it's very very cost a lot of energy to do that you know and it's not uh, it's just not something that's just i can't do it with a hand pump i can just about do it with a foot pump but of course if i'm out and about and i have a flat and i just need to add a bit of air then my my little hand pump my toe peak hand pump can't do it or i can't do it with that pump it's just it's just that i'd need so much pressure to do that so um therefore i i decided while i'm at it i'm going to replace both my inner tubes for both tires the back one and the front and julia had a great idea why don't you add the gopro to a little 
sign post, the, the fence post there, and and just screencast it and, and do it uh, do it as a time lapse. And I did that, which I'm, I'm glad I did. I did it kind of halfway through, and it was, um, you know, it was uh, it was enough to uh, to see me do some some tire maintenance there. I didn't quite catch the beginning of it, but it's you know it's just as good. And I just looked at the footage, and it's it looks great. So I think I'm gonna turn that into a little bit of an educational video with. Uh, and as uh, Jensen's music, You Make Me Smile underneath it, song that is so catchy, 80s type pop, synth pop song, and really, really is catchy. So uh, I'm gonna add that to my main channel. Uh, I think I'm gonna call it bike maintenance or something like that, or how to replace, I don't know, something along those lines, how, how to replace the uh, inner tubes, I don't know. It's probably something more along the lines of bike maintenance, kind of a little moment type video. So I did that, and while I put the tires back on, I discovered that I had an issue with my back brake. So I don't know if you know how V-brakes work, but they have these two levers that squeeze the brake pads onto the rim of the tire. And then, you know, that squeezes in there, the energy gets turned into heat, and that's how your bike brakes. And the issue with those V-brakes sometimes is that each of these arms is held back. So if you're not pressing the, the brake, then these things do spring back on either side. And it should happen that when you press the brake, both of these things should come together at the same time. But in my case, it didn't quite happen that way. One arm uh, was going onto the brake and the other one was kind of not moving. And that's not good. So it's, uh, it required a little bit of internet research there, but I discovered that this is due to the fact that sometimes these springs that are in these arms, they just need adjusting a little bit. And over time, of course, one gets weaker than the other. So, you know, it's good to keep an eye on that. And there's a tiny little adjustment screw there that you can loosen and tighten and that will, in fact, which way am I going? Maybe this way. I am on my way to work, of course, so it's, uh, I do have a little bit more time this morning, but I will go a slightly different route, so I just, uh, I'm just trying to figure out which route that is, so bear with me there, folks. I think this is a good route. The one that says do not enter, yeah, let's do that. Let's use that, perfect. <laughs> so anyway, um, the, these two little things can be adjusted so that one arm, uh, has more tension than the other and as a result you can even those two things out that means that when you press the brake both of these things come come onto the rim at the same time but I think what I did do accidentally I may have also loosened a different type of screw and as a result it meant that my one of my brake pads was now misaligned and was kind of hanging onto my rim at all times which meant that the tire that the wheel was not free spinning so it was what it did was uh, there was a bit of resistance there when I do when I when I cycle and that of course is not something you want to you want to experience it's just a very inefficient way of, of doing it and um, yeah one of those things so it took me a little while to figure that out in fact most of the day until I realized well what I probably did was when I loosened the brake pad it, it would have over time kind of developed a little groove whenever it goes onto the rim so by the time I loosened it and tightened it on again I guess I misaligned it so this this groove was now on my rim at all times and as a result there was you know I had to 
my, my brakes were working very differently and it was kind of breaking my tire at all times. So that was not good. So when I uh, loosened that screw again and just made the made the brake pad the, the, the brake pad a little bit lower, just just a tiny bit lower, I could catch that groove again and now my bike is working phenomenally well again. So that's that's great. So sorted out the, the slow leak, sorted out the back brake and learned a bit about V-brakes in the process. So that's very exciting. And the other thing that I did on this occasion, while I was kind of in bike maintenance mood, I washed my bike very good. So it, was, it did need to clean, especially the tires. And that hadn't happened for many, many months. A time period I expect will be similar to me waiting at this red traffic light here right now. Or are we lucky enough and will somebody stop? I'm just gonna go yeah there so anyway what I also did on this occasion of bike maintenance uh, while jumping the red light was to replace my handlebar grips so that's these two parts this one and this one I, I guess you can't see because they were they were still the original ones from my Electra townie bike that's the one I'm riding it's a it's a very comfortable kind of laid-back it's not a race bike it's a very laid-back type of bike and it had these very nice custom stitched handlebar grips made of faux leather. They looked really nice with purple stitching, but the issue was that they over time disintegrated. So I kept having black bits all over my hands and that was just terrible. And I just didn't want that anymore. So I understood that they needed replacing and I thought, okay, well, let's see if my local bike shop has anything uh, cheap and cheerful there. And you wouldn't believe the amount of handlebar things that that you can get I mean from from tape to anything that is like super ergonomic and costs upwards of $100 and it's crazy stuff so mine were $14.99 which was great and they are made by a company called I believe Sunbike made in China and they're kind of slightly ergonomic I remember buying something similar in back in London when I upgraded my Saracen bike that was nice too that was those were those were nice especially on longer rides they are the difference between those and the regular grips is that they are uh, they they're a little bit flat on one side so you can kind of put your paw put your hand on there uh, this is a nice area called uh, Espanola Avenue Road Street or something Espanola way there we go and it's uh, it's all kind of European style hence the cobblestones which make the camera vibrate a lot I just thought I'd mention that it's a very nice area you can go for meals here and there's tiny hotels and it's very bustling with activity here I usually don't come this way so I thought I'd maybe mention it so um, I replaced those as well and now I have very nice comfy ergonomic very cheap handlebar grips again that's cool it's the same company that made my bike pedals, the ones I've replaced. Uh, they're also made by Sunbike. And they're really nice, actually. I've never had a problem with my, with my bike pedals again. So that's, that's cool. So that's that much for bike maintenance. While I'm you know, scrambling to find my way here, maybe I can jump another red light here. <laughs> Excellent, perfect. So um, the other thing that'll happen for me this week, and that's why I thought I'd maybe uh, tell you what's, what's going on. I have uh, my second kind of hopefully successful appointment uh, with Dr. Kuznir, my oncologist tomorrow, if everything goes well. I mean, you know, it's, it's not, uh, we have a saying in Germany that means uh, don't compliment the day before it's evening. 
I guess this is kind of true for this incident as well. Let's just wait and see if it actually gets to that. I, I'm sure it will, and uh, that's going to be exciting. I've also managed to see, so then, then we'll get to know the results of my latest CT scan, see what comes out, and see what my latest blood work looks like, and I'll have an update for you on that as well. And hopefully it's going to be, you know, hopefully it's going to be all positive. Other than a tiny bit of weight gain, which I've noticed there, I'm about 204, 205 pounds right now, which is, those th extra three pounds more than I would like them to be. So uh, I gotta be a little bit careful with the snacks and uh, not just buy those Cuban super sweet pastries all the time. They are very nice, but they are just 100% sugar and fat. So it's uh, one of those things. Uh, I will be careful, note to self, must stop snacking shit. Very important. So uh, that'll happen tomorrow. And another thing that'll happen this week, which is why I'm taking some time out this week from working at my day job is that on Thursday I believe I have managed to get an appointment with Dr. Oliver my special tooth extraction guy dentist specialist dude at the other practice so that perhaps my insurance will now cover him at the other practice just like I said I was gonna do I managed to do it I managed to track down that practice lucky me lovely floors by the way love them love them to bits love them so very very much because they're so useful they make a lot of noise the end there's really nothing else that they do they make the street look nice for about two minutes and then the wind comes and goes puts leaves back where they once were so absolutely pointless exercise of burning fossil fuels so there we go slight issue i'm having there with with leaf blowers so yeah so my my wisdom teeth on this side will be removed two of them these two are already out like i told you in that previous video and now it's time for these two i'll have an update on you there later this week as soon as i can speak again I must say though, I, with Dr. Oliver, I have a really good feeling about this, so I'm not anxious. I'm just aware it's kind of happening, and you know, it's. Uh, I think the timing is good because I feel good. I have half a brain cell left that I can, I can deal with this. I can, you know, kind of do this. Last time, I even made a, a screencast, literally the day later, or uh, even on the same day. I don't, I don't quite remember. It took about a week for to all for the swelling to all go down, and I hope uh, it's going to be flawless this time as well. I can, I can only hope, you know, fingers crossed here, that things will go well and not end up with a similar experience that I had when I was about 13, 14 years old back in the day with Frau Dr. Mangold in Bremen. That was terrible. That was terrible. Yes, yeah, so, but let, let's, mustn't, mustn't think about that, you know, stiff upper lip and all that's all good. Uh, let's, let's keep it in focus that things were very positive last time I met Dr. Oliver, so it's all, all going to be good this time too. There we go. So that's that. And the timing, as I said, timing, I hope is... Uh, good because in about uh, three weeks two three weeks we're going to Ohio my wife and I which is very exciting I'm gonna meet my old friend Jay Sheree and her husband Mukesh and we're gonna meet lots of friends and family and the idea is from Ohio we're gonna go over to the 
Niagara Falls. So that's going to be an interesting one. I've never been. And uh, of course, we want to see both the New York side and the Canadian side as well. So let's see what that trip entails. I hope it's going to yield some very good footage. I've got a $20 goodie bag from Amazon with all kinds of GoPro gear so it comes with a chest harness and with a helmet attachment and even like a GoPro wrist attachment and all that so hopefully there's going to be awesome amounts of footage I can shoot so there's also this this um, power stick that I have so I'm not going to run out of power when I'm walking around I may even invest into one of those GoPro microphone adapters so I don't have to start a separate audio feed there all the time when I do narrations. That may actually be a good investment. Oh, speaking of which, yeah, so this, this adapter, just to, on a technical note here, this adapter is necessary to connect a microphone like this one, an analog 3.5 TRRS, analog headphone jack type microphone, to the GoPro 5 and up because on the GoPro 4 it was possible to connect these things with a standard USB connection with a tiny little adapter that was you know cheap as chips but the, I, the, the thing the re-engineering thing that they did with the GoPros was that when they brought out the 5 and up they no longer included the AD converter in the camera so they're now having a little box that dangles on the outside of the camera a bit rubbish but you know it saves room inside the camera and I guess only 0.0001% of people wanted to use an external microphone with the GoPro because the built-in ones are so good aren't they so anyway crazy um, so I might need that but the thing is $50 and I really despise spending that kind of cash on a gadget that probably costs about 99 cents to manufacture so uh, the I, the interesting thing though a couple of days ago was that i've been sent a survey by the nice gopro people and said hey you've just bought a gopro that's awesome why did you do that type thing and they wanted to know in essence why i bought their two-year-old version for less money than the brand new version for a lot more money and the end result of that survey is that you get a voucher allegedly 33% off accessories if you order from the GoPro website so I'm doing the maths here I'm thinking for $50 microphone connection box type thing minus 30% I mean let me just let me see what is that what is that that is um, so 50 divided by 10 that's about uh, five and we're having three of those that's $15 off so that I'm getting that for about 35 bucks probably plus $15 shipping or something ridiculous like that but if I were to get it cheaper then I would probably invest because that means I don't have I wouldn't have to run a separate audio feed to record my narration I could just plug it into the GoPro and it'll be recorded right there in one feed this makes my post-production life a lot easier issue is of course that anything the GoPro records with audio is out of sync I don't know why this is one of those things I'd like to see improved rather than increase the frame rate to I don't know a billion frames every nanosecond really not something anybody wants to see but perhaps record some of the basics you know fix some of the basics like you know record audio in sync that's another nice suggestion here to the GoPro people other than that I think that is it pretty much now I'm gonna go to work I'll, I'll see what the time is perhaps I do have time to sit there and have a nice little cafecito by the bay 
It is beautiful. I will show you some footage from around that area. There's a nice little park. It's called the Morris Gibb Memorial Park in honor, of course, of Morris Gibb from the Isle of Man, like, you know, and he was the guy, uh, one uh, important member of the Bee Gees. Barry still lives here, as far as I know, to, together with Phil Collins. I mean, not that they're, 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 not, they're not roommates, they just both live in Miami. And one day I will take you down to Phil's house, which is on North Bay Road, 5800 North Bay Road. It's J Lo's, Jennifer Lopez's old house, the largest house, the largest house with, with the largest surroundings you can buy here in Miami Beach. It's something like seven acres or something. I, I, I don't have the figures uh, off heart, but I will take you there. It's going to be a nice expedition. Uh, perhaps now that it's getting a little bit cooler, it's a great, great idea to take you there and show you Phil's place. Not that I'd probably get um, inside <laughs> and have tea with him. I don't know where Barry lives, uh, <laughs> but he is apparently in, in Miami. And uh, another interesting bit of information there, speaking about the Morris Gibb Memorial Park, one of the songs, one of the uh, famous songs by the Bee Gees was of course Jive Talking, you know, ja, 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 Jive Talking, that one, and it was apparently inspired by them going on a convertible over the MacArthur Causeway, which is one of the big bridges for car traffic, and they have these... Um, yeah, I mean, there's these little bridges coming off it to go to these artificial little islands like Star Island and all that. And one of the things that they had back in the days were hanging overhead lamps and driving at a particular speed, going through these lamps that inspired that rhythm. And they, they wanted to call that song something else before, but I forgot what that was now. So it's, uh, it's uh, I'll, I'll see if I can find that tourist bus guide that told me that and to tell you anyway thank you so much for watching and being with me in november i will see you very soon for another update take care